Welcome to Mixed Company. Bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. I'll get started. All right. My mic on? Yep, My mic good. sounds nice. Okay, guys, welcome back to Mixed Company. We are on day two of the 3% yes. conference. First of all, yesterday was an entire, like, first part of the marathon. So I think by the time we got back to the hotel, I know I passed out. I did too. You, yeah. I was like, you text, Simeon text, like, at one point, like, are y'all alive? And that was the last thing that, like, I rem that I've heard from him. And I was like, man, if, you know, if anything happened to him, at least he was concerned about us. So thank you, friend. Yes, I, I don't want to have to explain to anybody's parents why they're missing. <laughs> because so. after you did that, we didn't hear from you. So I was like, I hope he's alive. But, yes, it was a good time. Um, so we're starting off day two, and we couldn't have a better way to do so than to have <laughs> KGTB, your girl Cat Gordon, the boss, here to talk to us about just the conference. KGTB, welcome. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, yep, yep there you go. These mics. Thank you. You're All welcome. Right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we've been telling Cat, like, just gushing about how much of a good time we're having and how much, like, we needed this moment. Y'all know I am fun employed right now. I am pre-tired. 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 <laughs> just testing it out to see if, you know, retirement is something I'll be interested in in the next 30, 40 years. Um, so it was, it was just great to be around so much love and so many people that care and so many people that are, like, here for not just the movement but also for your professional growth seeing old friends that you don't get to see on a day-to-day -day basis like you literally just created a hub oh. a hub of ad love i love that of creative oh, nice. love you like that you play on words this morning you're welcome <laughs> it's fine i think we're good that's good um so i just want to get started um with asking you what do you think about the conference this year what are your feelings oh man um i'm so happy and it's funny how a change of venue you know, as a creative person, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. inspiring. You know, we've been in New York City for three years in a row, which was great, but it's concrete jungle. It's Times Square. It's you're packed upon each other. And being here at Navy Pier, you know, surrounded by water and it's snowing outside right now. And it's like we're in a snow globe like there's and that big Aeon ballroom with the mm -hmm. Edison lights. It's Those just, lights it's, are amazing. It's dramatic. Like there's a sense of expansiveness and. I don't know why that to me feels good. Like there's breathing room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then just energetically, I feel like the speakers, I mean, yesterday, the caliber of speakers, their message, their passion, it was palpable. It definitely was. I know there were quite a few moments between the, um, the creative director's uh, panel about leadership. And obviously we, may, we were finally able to make it to the closing. Um, it's, it means a lot to hear people in power also speak truth to power and not just us with boots on the ground always being the ones to say, we're getting it wrong. Um, but with that being said, what do you think are some key or some key takeaways that people should be walking away with uh, or walking away with from the 3% conference? Like what do they need to take back to their agencies after they leave here? Yeah, I mean, I think a theme I've heard from a lot of speakers is that discomfort and messiness is actually an indication that you're doing it correctly. And um, 
I think when people talk about diversity and inclusion and belonging and corporate cultures, it, it they expect that if they do the right thing, they'll you know get get the cookie um, mm-hmm. that they'll feel you know the love and. Mm-hmm. I really believe that when people understand that growth and evolution and self-reflection is um, a human process and it's um, imperfect uh, but necessary, and that's what I think I really heard was people were ready to do the work and they're ready to look in the mirror. And so I hope everyone leaves this conference with that um, willingness to be wrong and, and realize your shortcomings and your blind spots and not take it as... Um, a beating, but as actually an invitation to grow into a better version of yourself. And it's something I've seen even in my own leadership over these seven years. Like I look back at some of the earlier 3% conferences and I was like, holy crap, like why did we ask those leaders those questions, you know? Mm. But you get smarter, you know? Like that's the point of being on this orb, you mm. know, this planet is, is to keep growing. We're never done. Definitely. Yeah. No, I, th- I think... Um, the level of conversation and topics is definitely elevated and now the conversation with diversity and inclusion I'm noticing that it's going to be more than just a flash in the pan thing because mm-hmm. initiatives been started then it kind of dies down and then it comes back up coming from the conference this is day two what do you think is going to be the next set um, the next conversation topics out of the conference like what do you think it's going to be for next year or even next month yeah, I, I the feeling I have is that it's about men, you know, and that's something we've been, you know, developing training for men. But this is a unique period in history where men are stuck at kind of deer in headlights moment where they're mm-hmm. they realize what not to do and no one is telling them what to do and fair right. And so I feel there's a huge opportunity to enlist men and to have them understand that this is not something where you seed power. You know, it's not pie. It's yeah. like, you know, there's not a limited number of slices. And um, actually that men are happier and more prosperous in gender equal environments. And they feel better about themselves. Um, getting in touch with their own humanity in a way that I, I don't think they've been sanctioned to do. So to me, that is the opportunity, is to invite men in a very meaningful way into this dialogue. We feel included. <laughs> no, I, I, I think there, you know, I was looking at the code of conduct yesterday and even just saying no man bashing um Mm. i felt like that was an invitation to have really candid dialogue um, between men and women and really get to the core of how can we help because this is not your problem it's it's our problem how can we help progress the movement and ensure that um women are included because it's not just about bettering ourselves it's about the work, like we're here for, for business and we know that when everyone feels included in the process, the work is better. So I've, I feel included here, I felt welcome. Um, it didn't feel like I was walking into um, an attack, if you will. Um, and so to me, that was like really, 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 really dope. Do you think that white men feel the same that you do here at this event? Because I, I wonder. So, I think a a lot of what I feel has to do with seeing the correlation between racism and sexism. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I really started to change my thinking because it was like, oh, well, if I'm going to talk to white people and say, hey, this is what you're doing wrong, this is what I want you to do, then looking at women's 
pretty much kind of saying similar things to what I was saying about racism and, and me not reflecting, that's kind of what started to make the switch in my head was like, if I want people to do better for me, I need to do better for other people. It's, it's a give and take. It's, yeah. it's re- reciprocity. And I think, and I think to that question, like obviously, I I surely cannot speak for any white man because I I only know what it's like to be kind of her own. But one of the things that we've been discussing is not just the correlation between race and gender, but how all of that ladders up to power anyway. So I think a lot of times, to your point, with you know, how do we get people that do not necessarily identify with this movement or do not necessarily identify with um, feeling oppressed, how do they, how do they express empathy or how do they become empathetic to what we're feeling right now? And I think it's asking them what it feels like, what were the moments that made you feel powerless? Because the moments that generally make us feel powerless have to do with when somebody says something about something you can't change. I can't change that I'm a woman. I can't change that I'm, brown i can't change that my family you know we're immigrants i can't change any of those things and because i can't actually fix it or make it better that's when you feel powerless that's where we all can kind of meet on a common ground it's power when did you feel like you were not the you know the boss or you were not the most popular or you were not the smartest or you were not however it was that you were feeling That is how other people feel on a day-to-day basis. And I feel like to your point with trying to enlist more men into the conversation and enlist them into the movement, quite frankly, like an army, their role is to look at it from the perspective of power because that is their privilege to look at it solely from that angle and to give us more uh, insight into, okay, well, this is how I pivoted it without having all of these blockers and, and walls around me to to you know cloud cloud my vision so i feel like there's a lot more to the conversation to be had but that there is common ground that we can all yeah. meet on and, and to your point i think coming here can kind of create that dynamic of mm-hmm. of a power shift because we're outnumbered right women are the um there are more women here than men so even coming here can start to shift that dynamic of it's a what, simulation yeah like, it's a full like, oh, simulation wait, this 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 is how women feel in the office, like walking into a space where, oh, I can't like throw a stone and hit another man. If I throw a stone, it's gonna it's gonna hit another woman. So I think coming here, um, and and this is why I think it's great that you're encouraging men to come because, especially white men, because where else will you feel this feeling? Right. If you're the dominant. Mm-hmm if you're the dominant um, group in society. So I think it's it's really cool, or I would encourage more men to come here because there are very few places where this can happen. And then also where you can feel uncomfortable then have a, then have a conversation about why you're feeling uncomfortable. Right, it's a yeah. safe space. Um, I also feel like ageism, which we talked about yesterday in opening remarks, can be a way in for white men because Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. one form of discrimination that touches everyone twice in their lifetime. Once when they're deemed too young Mm -hmm. to contribute anything of value and once when they're deemed to be, you know, too old to be relevant. And so sometimes that's a way in with white men is that's often the only time they have felt otherized or diminished or didn't have access to power. So, Right. Right. Yeah. Oh wow. I didn't even think of that. 
But I, I was I was really applauding like all the women stating their ages mm. before they spoke. Yes. Because even that, like we started to talk about this over the last year about ageism. You know, advertising is a predominantly or the perception is that it's a predominantly young culture. So to see all of these women who were in their 40s, who were creating- 50s. And 50s and 60s, um, creating relevant work that's connecting with all of us, it's it's also proof to the concept of, we need everyone at the table to make sure that we're creating relevant, innovative work that will connect with consumers. Yeah, I mean, age is another form of diversity. Parenthood is another form yep. of diversity that is you know, woefully addressed in our industry. So, definitely. Um, how much time, more time do we have? We are like two more minutes. It's nine o'clock right now. Oh right. So I think because I'm like mm -hmm. people are crowding around the door. Anyway, so I'm gonna go ahead and close out because All I right. know you have to get places. Looks like there are a couple more interviews coming in here. Cat, thank you. Oh. Like oh, I cannot yes. say it enough for offering a safe space for listening. Yeah. For 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 feeling for empathizing, like yeah. just being you. And I, I know I said it last year, but I think I've, it's grown even more in the last year to quite often we feel so unheard and yeah. so alone and so othered mm. that we're often left thinking like, why am I here? Yeah. Why even bother? And I do feel like for a second time that like coming to 3% gives me motivation and won't speak for you guys unless you feel the same way but gives me motivation to say oh yeah i forgot that's why i do this so yeah. thank you for reminding uh, us why we it is why the we're honor here of my lifetime to lead this movement and thank, thank you. you guys for capturing so many of the good sound yes. bites thank it. you so all much right. all right guys enjoy day two we will, we will. <laughs> all right guys we'll be back talk to you later bye